Hi, this is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at the Mixonian Institute. Welcome to our podcast, Speak Up. This is episode 55. This podcast is about the conversations you need to have in order to reach your goals. And today's episode is called, Don't Let Data Seduce You. And first, I'm going to talk about Russian literature. So Russian novelists are among the finest in the world. That's why literature professors and self-styled intellectuals enjoy assigning them for papers or for quoting from Tolstoy, Solzhenitsyn, or Dostoevsky. Because their novels are nearly always 957 pages or more, most students rely on Cliff Notes versions. I'm sure you never did that. Sadly, though... Cliff notes in the movie leave out so much. Russian names and intricate plots force them to design charts to keep relationships straight without the pleasure of really getting into the story. For example, if you're a refugee from Anna Karina, you had to keep in mind that Countess Vronskaya is Count Alexei Vronsky's mother, not his wife. And at least two different women fall in love with him. Anna Karenina, who is married to someone else, and Katerina Kitty Alexandrova Sherbatsky, who is single. Alexei and Anna fall in love, repent, follow each other all around Russia, becoming objects of gossip, marry, and have two children. But they never achieve the happiness together that they ardently desired, and in the end, Anna, suspecting the love between them has died, throws herself under a fast-moving train, which is sometimes what I'm tempted to do while listening to some so-called data-driven presentation. And that's what I'm talking about today. This particular Russian novel is an excellent metaphor for the love affair in between U.S. businesses and data. It has appeared promising, but like the tormented relationship between Vronsky and Anna, the love affair between business and data doesn't always end well. For all the talk of data-driven decisions, having data is not the same as presenting an accurate and compelling narrative from that data. A collection of data doesn't mean anything in itself because numbers can't explain anything without a story. Your lovely data may hold tremendous potential value, but no, real, but no real value results until or unless insights are translated into actions and outcomes. Throwing down a report full of pie charts from your dashboard is not much different from reading off a list of dehydrated statistics. The point of transforming data into a story is not to compete with Lemony Snicket in the young adult fiction category. It's not about becoming a YouTube storyteller with a bazillion views. The point is to use your data to tell a compelling and truthful story that influences people. And the trouble with compelling database stories is that they don't create themselves. Good storytelling is never included in technical training programs. In fact, technical professions, professionals often labor under the false assumption that people only need clear data points to make rational decisions. Well, a dirty little secret is that's not even true for themselves if they're honest about it. Decisions are made at the emotional level and justified at the rational level. 
People who sell already know this. Research from Professor Antonio Damasio found that patients who had brain damage in an area that helps process emotions, that's the prefrontal cortex, struggled to make basic decisions when choosing among alternatives. Even simple decisions like where to eat or where to or when to schedule an appointment turned into lengthy cost-benefit debates for them. It turns out that these patients' decision-making skills were damaged by the lack of emotional judgment. Emotion helps our brains navigate the many alternatives for making decisions. When transforming your insights into a data story, you need to connect the data to the influential emotional part of the brain. When someone is absorbed in a story, more areas of their brains are stimulated compared to when they're just listening to a list of facts or statistics. That difference determines how your audiences relate in terms of being able to remember, in terms of persuasion and engagement. So here are three tips for crafting a compelling, a compelling data story. One, remember your audience. What do they know about your topic or industry and how much do they care? And I have some categories, but no matter what category, everybody wants to know what's in it for themselves. So you could have a newbie, their first exposure to this topic. It's a great opportunity to win them over because they may be more open-minded. Then you have your regular Joe or Josepha who is aware of the topic, but really just interested in an overview and the themes. They're not interested in the details. Uh, you have the immediate boss who wants in-depth, actionable understanding of the intricacies and interrelationships and detail. C-suite only want to know the impact, the significance, and the weighted possibilities or probabilities. And then you have a subject matter expert. And that's the kind of person that wants to do a deep dive into the topic. The stories are, are not as important for this audience or at least not the same stories you would tell the less informed. So before you decide what to present, consider what is appropriate for your purpose for this specific audience. A good art dealer will talk about the same painting differently depending on the prospect. She may emphasize investment value, decorative impact, or the kind of people who are buying this artist's work. Number two, details are darling. If you found a way to move results from point A to point B, don't just save that. What gave you the idea? What were you thinking at the time? How did people react when you suggested the change? What did people say? How were you feeling? Curious minds want to know. Go into any good art gallery and you'll hear detailed stories about why the artist chose this subject, this kind of paint, this size canvas and so forth. So whether it's concerning how long a patient stays in the hospital or why one painting is more attractive than another, it's the details of the story that lead to action. And that's one thing that the Russian novelists are good at is giving us juicy details. Number three, show don't tell. Let's take this line from Tolstoy. He stepped down trying not to look at her as if she were the sun, yet he saw her light the sun, even without looking. Wow, that's a line from Anna Karenina. Don't feel inadequate, but don't just say it. Share your point through an example or comparison. 
Now, if you can craft statements like this one, you're clearly ahead in the storytelling game. But if not, just ask you, ask yourself, is there a better way to get this point across? Is there a way to show what is going on? In the above quotation, Tolstoy is showing, not telling. He could have written, he thought she was really hot in whatever way 19th century Russians of his social class would say that. But then we wouldn't be reading this story a hundred years or so later. So how can you make your compelling data story so clear your audience can see it? So that's our communication tip for the day about using data to tell compelling stories and to move people. If you would like help with that, that's something that I can help you with. Um, we have communication coaching at the, at the Mixonian Institute. Just email info at mixonian.com. That's M as in Mary, I-X-O-N-I-A-N. Have a great day. Goodbye.